Dear Diary, today I interviewed Michelle from Costumes with Character. She's been making mascot costumes in Manchester for eight years. Take a listen. How long have you been making mascot suits? Uh, Since 2007, so uh, 10 years. My introduction to mascots was in my home country of New Zealand, uh, but I've been making mascots in the UK now for eight years. Wow. And what made you decide to follow this career path? Well, it, I mean, it, it had to be costume. I've, I knew I loved making clothes and, and just things from an early age. So um, I knew I wanted to be making like clothing or costume or something like that. I went to university and did a course in costume for film and theatre. I started working in those industries initially and then very quickly fell into the, what I'd say, the very niche world of mascot making. A friend of mine who trained in Manchester, where I am now, um, was setting up her company in New Zealand at the time. So I worked with her for a few years and then, yeah, now t- 10 years later, I'm, I'm on the other side of the world running running a pretty awesome mascot production company over here. So, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've worked in mascots for most of my career now. Awesome. And so this just always amazes me and it fascinates me because I love to make things, but I'm on this like low end scale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think I'd like to encourage anyone to make your, whatever their ability whatever their ability is (laughs) yeah so I mean how long does it take to make one suit well um that varies greatly depending as I'm sure you can imagine on creative and and logistic factors um but I mean one of our sort of standard uh company patterns you know a, a standard sort of full fur suit with a you know, a bear head or a dog head or something like that. I mean, that can be put through production in about a week. Um, but then, you know, the more bespoke stuff or really large multiple runs, like that can be weeks or months worth of work for the team. Yeah, totally depends on what kind of mascot it is. But we can pump things up pretty quickly, really. Wow. So like one suit, like one week, if it's just not too many. Yeah, a fairly, a fairly generic sort of suit, I guess. Like absolutely within a week we can turn around a costume and that would be inclusive of sort of design conversations as well. I mean, that's a really, really like your tightest time frame that you can get. But our lead time changes throughout the year. So, you know, we've got a lot going on all at the same time. So it can be anything from sort of three to eight weeks generally for us to be able to start the conversation with the client and then them receive their character. So, yeah. And when you say we, (laughs) how many people are working (laughs) on one suit? Well, uh, we split our team up into different departments. So you've got like patterning and cutting. They focus on that. And then the sewing department and the props department. So spread across all of those those three production sort of genres. Um, any number from like three to five staff could be working on one costume, really. Um, there are a few key people that could see the, each department through on their own. But, yeah, generally there's like three three to five people working on one costume, specifying in different different skills. Can you explain the design process? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Well, it begins with an inquiry. Sometimes a client has 
you know, a really well-known character that they want to bring to life. And sometimes they've just got an idea they want to work with. So at that point, I mean, we have a brilliant in-house artist with an illustration background. So they would help create a design if a client doesn't have one, or if it's just about sort of illustrating to that client how their how their character is going to work actually in a costume, like in costume form. So sometimes we have to make sort of scale tweaks and things to just make sure a person can get inside it comfortably, but still look like their existing character. So after that sort of process, we'll send out fabrics watches. Uh, that we usually post them to the client and then get an approval on that. So just after that point, we'll just we'll get to work on a mock-up. So we'll make the costume in like basic fabrics and foams, which we'll then take an approval shot of. So sort of turnaround photos, front, three quarters, side and back. Sometimes even a little video will be sent to a client and they can see, you know, where we're at sort of approve the shape and the scale. Once we've had an approval on all of those elements and fabrics and everything, it will go through productions. And that's when you split off into your different departments. So cutting, sewing and prop finishing to the head and feet. Yeah, we like to keep the clients involved and updated along the way. So if there are any changes and people often change their mind on how they want things to look. So by the time we get through to the end, it should be exactly what the client wants and, and, and they know what they're getting by then. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That sounds like mm. a lot of work. <laughs> I'm sure it's like this whole <laughs> process and back and forth. Mm. So how much would a suit cost? <laughs> Again, just like um, how long it takes to make, that, that can vary great, uh, very greatly. Um, but I like a great, we can make a great quality low budget suit from around 900 pounds UK. But some of the high spec stuff can be well into the thousands. So, yeah, we offer like full aftercare services with that as well. So, you know, there's an additional cost after you've had your suit out on the park for a year or whatever. You can pay a small price and have it refurbed. So, yeah, there's a bit of money that goes into these costumes. Um, and when a client spends that amount of it, we want to make sure they get a really good looking character that we can refurb as well. So. Oh man. Okay. So this is the part where <laughs> I'm just like fascinated and I'm like, oh man, like, what does it take? Like, what do I need to make something? I'm not saying like a mascot costume, but to make yeah. something cooler than what I, <laughs> I usually make. But the extent of me making my stuff, uh, let me tell you, is a propeller hat, <laughs> like a giant propeller oh, hat. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, <laughs> did you, um, you make that, did you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, well, I've made like a Jedi robe but oh wicked uh, and I don't even really make this I kind of just grab things and spray paint them and put them together is these giant gold chains that say like I've made tacos and hot dog and your name on them <laughs> yeah I mean it, a lot of it is just grabbing bits that you find around like we've got you know sort of like piping and stuff from plumbing shops we'll be using in in heads or you know all different kinds of plastics and shapes and We've got a puppet that we make then. He's got like plastic kitchen funnels on the side of his head, kind of um, like Muppet style. <laughs> so, yeah, there's lots of different kind of materials you can use. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. oh, man. So when you go searching, obviously you want to buy wholesale, I guess. I don't know if this is getting too crazy. But <laughs> what do you look for like in fur and stuff and quality and, and buying that? Well, for I mean, yeah, really high quality stuff is what we're after. But of course, um, we want to be able to offer budget ranges as well. So, oh gosh, we've got so many different furs and 
fleeces, lycras, vinyls, you know, printable fabrics. That's really cool to use and different foams. We've got such a library of of tools and materials that we can use. But fur's um, fur's a bit of a tricky one, really. Um, There's only one um, main fur manufacturer left in the UK here, Yorkshire Furs, and um, we get stuff like bespoke made with them. There's a company in Australia that we use to get furs made as well. But yeah, it's becoming harder and harder to get really good selections of furs without going abroad. But yeah, yeah, we've got an amazing stock in, in our building. So we can just sort of go upstairs and choose what we need at the time or like I say, order it in if we need to. I'm looking for some advice on how to glue foam. I've I've been trying to glue foam and it's just not working in my favor. <laughs> Do you have any okay, suggestions? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, depends on what kind of foam it is. Is it, is it kind of like, um, it's is it not, sort of... It's not firm this... like closed cell, like a plastisote or a soft upholstery sort of one. I'm assuming it's like that thin foam. It's not the cushy one. It's like the kids. I want to <laughs> say it's kids foam because that's all I have access to. I, yeah, I think I know which one you mean. I think that's like a closed cell fun foam, yeah. foam or something they call it in the craft stores. Yeah, but we get different thicknesses of it. Well, yeah, that we call that plastisote foam. Um, we mostly work with like 15 mil thick or 9 mil thick. You can get different thicknesses. But Evo contact adhesive is the best thing for that. So it's like a, you know, um, we call it Evo stick, Evo stick here. So it's probably got a different name in the States, I imagine. But like a two-sided contact adhesive is perfect for that. So you smear your glue on. It's usually a wait time sort of to let it set for about five minutes. And then the trick is using a heat gun or a hairdryer to sort of reactivate that glue, turns it into a really sort of tacky kind of texture, and then you can stick them together. Alrighty. I'm going to try yeah. that. I'm going to look for that, and I'm going to try that. Yeah, get some contact adhesive and a hairdryer. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> awesome. Bear with me. <laughs> me. No, that's right. Me yeah. trying to think of how you i know there's a lot of glue involved but is there like a special like sew gun like i'm thinking glue gun or like staple gun is there like this crazy sewing machine gun that (laughs) seems through i wish i wish there was Um, I know I know what you mean because things are so um, thick and hard to get under a normal machine. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah. You can buy little handheld uh, sewing machines, but I think they're more for like hemming your curtains with and whatnot. Yeah. But um, really you want a heavy-duty machine, an industrial one. All our sewing machinists use industrial um, gear. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really hard to get through the kind of thickness that a mascot costume has under like a small domestic machine. So yeah get an industrial machine or big heavy hand sewing needles if you're finding it hard getting through something on a smaller machine yeah you've got to have the right tools for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> my sewing machine is like from the 70s i think like, it's my mom's and <laughs> oh great that's so nice yeah i wish i had I still had my mom's or my nana's old sewing machine but uh, that's probably in New Zealand somewhere right now. <laughs> I've been wanting to get out my, my grandma's, but I don't even know if I'd be able how to work that thing. It took me a while just to learn how to do my mom's. And now it's like I do it like nothing. But yeah, and cool. I've been wanting to borrow my friends because I, I wouldn't be able to sew jeans on mine. Like I'm I'm pushing it up, uh, but like 
Yeah, it is. You you need to sort of step up to the more industrial, really, when you go to like heavy duty stuff, unfortunately. Benina, I think, and brother do a really good, sturdy domestic um, over here, anyways. But yeah, it's going up to the industrial level, (laughs) really, is what's needed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I might be looking into like investing that. I'm starting to make more stuff. I'm trying to like challenge myself and just make costume wise. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you know if, if you have the Renaissance fair over there. We have this Renaissance fair. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a fair and uh, people are, are dressed in that era, like that time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They do that kind of stuff over here as well. Yeah. Yeah, so l- LARPing, like live action yeah. sort of stuff. Yes, I know about LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I recently went and it was my first time, but I was so amazed by it. I, I bought a bunch of junk because it was all like handmade oh, and wooden awesome. and stuff. And yeah, a lot of people were dressed up and I was like, I want to make my own costume. Like, this is so cool. I don't know. Oh, I like wicked. that stuff, so. That's so good. Yeah. No, I mean, aside from like making mascots every day, I do a lot of stuff like at home, you know, for myself and fancy dress and costume. I'm actually in work today helping one of my staff work on um, an outfit for a Comic Con. So there's like, there's some pretty mad cosplayers at our work. So yeah, we talk about costume and all different kinds of costume a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I wanted to also ask, okay, so what was your major? Like if I wanted to go back to school and maybe just take a couple of classes on, I guess, like mm-hmm. film costume, what mm. like, what would I look for? I might be different over here, but. I mean, I, it's probably not. I mean, yeah, there are there are loads of great courses out there in costume making. And I mean, I did my training in New Zealand and, and there are great ones over in the UK as well. I'm sure there are in the States, but I don't know of any that are specific to mascot design. There may well be some like that in the States. But yeah, it's, it's going to like film and theatre kind of costume. That's where I sort of started. But um a lot of the makers I know come from all different kinds of artistic backgrounds, really, like this theatre and puppetry, sculpting, you know, but sculpting without being a costume thing, fashion work or illustration. I know a lot of illustrators that have kind of, like you, like you say, try your hand at making something because, you know, it's all about creating that character and then you just get led into the sort of construction and production of the costume. So it's so all kinds of, yeah, different backgrounds that lead into this sort of work but if you can find a course that is more hands-on and practical than sort of theoretical and or more fashion-based then you're probably on the right track I'd say yeah definitely something I want to look for like I want to look for I'm trying to go back to school like just at the community college just take a few classes because I don't know I feel like I need something (laughs) even if it's just like guitar and like Spanish <laughs> wicked yeah God, always um yeah learning something new is good I think with with costume like I mean anyone can make something that looks awesome but um making sure that it's truly functional as well I think that's really crucial for mascot work because it's not just to look good it's got to work hard you know with the wearer inside it and performance wise and stuff so there's two strong elements to mascot design and that's a that's the look, the appearance of it, and then how it functions with the person inside it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of function, how much do your suits usually weigh? 
Uh, again, that can vary greatly, but I would. Uh, it's around eight to twelve pounds for a full costume. Uh, that's probably yeah, like four or five kgs, inclusive of head and shoes. But the head alone shouldn't really be more than five pounds, which is about two two kgs or so, two and a half kgs. It's just a health and safety consideration, really. But if you, I mean, sometimes design wins over function. And you yeah. have to have your head like massive or kind of heavy, but then you want to build like a, a support or a shoulder strapping or some kind of harness to help with that. Yeah, I see. I've seen a lot of costumes that are just way too heavy, you know, and it's such a shame because it might look brilliant, but if you can't walk around in it for the amount of time you need to, then it's kind of a waste, really. So yeah, trying to, we always try and keep things lightweight and um, sort of in different washable components just to help with that whole functionality side of of making mascot. Do you have a favorite character design? Um, I uh, I don't really have a favorite character, but I have a favorite type of character that I like I think anything sort of larger than life or something kind of really challenging technically I was just looking through our um we've got a photo file so all the characters that we've ever made before we just have a really quick sort of photo reference of each of them which is it's so fun to flick through you know especially after I've been here for eight years and you can just see in one big book all the different costumes you've made I was flicking through that yesterday just to think what do I like the most and yeah big costumes like really tall ones or sort of weird extended arms or something that's kind of challenging to make and then wear as well. I guess that, yeah, it's definitely from a technical point of view, my my favorites and my love for this stuff. <laughs> like, I, I totally understand you. I like odd things. Like, I don't know. Out of the <laughs> yeah, ordinary yeah, things. Totally. So. <laughs> and... Hmm. Are suits like in really high demand or do, or do they come in like seasons? Like, I don't know, maybe like Easter, you get like a lot of Easter bunny orders or something. Yeah, absolutely. We work on quite a um, sort of seasonal year, really. I mean, uh, a lot of our clients, our big multiple clients are holiday parks. They're really popular in the UK and Europe. I don't know if it's the same in, in the States, but each park has like a little troop, you know, a gang of like five characters. So they're really popular but there's just there's there's so many different industries that use mascots like entertainment sporting which I'm sure you're very familiar with the promotional <laughs> side and film work charity so yeah yeah they are in quite high demand I would say that's cool I don't I don't know of any like like holiday groups holiday parks yeah i think it is quite a british thing but yeah instead of sort of going abroad for your for your family holiday you'll go to a park and it's like all your entertainment package and everything concludes but yeah they have um really great sort of troops of characters in those kind of places i'll have to look that up (laughs) i'll post the video because i'm sure people will be like what is that (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then, so can you give some advice for people seeking jobs in costume making? Yeah, I would say, um, like I was saying before, find a course that feels really practical and more costume side, like film and theater. Um, you know, you can learn to sew and make patterns by doing a fashion course, but find a great costume related one 
and one that really focuses on on making and gives you lots of opportunity to do so I just think you need to do it to 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 you know to get experience just make stuff um even when you're not at course or whatever just make stuff at home you know so just yeah just get into it start making things that you like and then seek out those companies like like ours you know there aren't many mascot makers out there there's loads of other kinds of costume companies that you can lead into that from, I guess. But yeah, have a Google search, find the company that you like the look of, and then um, find a course that you like and just start making. Awesome. And do you have any quick cleaning tips for any mascots out there trying to clean their suit? I don't know, yeah. real fast. <laughs> I know it's a big a big issue, isn't it? <laughs> Keeping your mascots clean. Well, we, we offer a re- great refurb service. So like every year from October till March, we welcome all our costumes back and we wash them and fix them, replace eyes or cracks in necks or whatever. But if you don't have the money or the time to send it back in, I would speak to the manufacturer about what's best, how's best to wash it. We generally say don't wash anything in um, hotter than 40 degree or 30 degree, especially not furs. You know, nothing's to go in the dryer and dry your costumes out, air and fresh air. Don't put them back in the bag after you've used them or after you've washed them. Leave heads upside down so that, you know, the air can get out of the neck hole. And just, yeah, I mean, ideally, washing should be a consideration at the manufacturing point. Like I said before, we make sort of removable components so you can zip an arm out and wash that separately to your T-shirt. All of those kind of considerations. So if you are getting a mascot made with another company, talk to them about that. Like, how should I wash it? How can you help me to wash components separately sort of thing? Yeah, I think it's all about airing it out, right? Drying it out. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's (laughs) something that fascinates me too. Like, I don't know. I know it takes a lot of time to dry and I've heard stories. (laughs) (laughs) Stories. So... And yeah. what's the hardest part about making a mascot costume? Um, well, I think because it's it's such a niche skill, it takes some time to train and being able to make like a really good character from top to toe. Like you say, like getting your functionality and like it looking amazing is is kind of hard to do. Well, I mean, that's the most important thing to achieve is to make it the characterization of it, making sure the character is both true to the design and functional as well. So I think it's building those two elements together and executing that well, I guess is the hardest bit. And the best part? (laughs) Best part. For me, I'm a total pattern making nerd. So I love the, the initial challenge of like that development stage of a character, creating the shape and refining it to perfection and you know getting an approval from a client like that that's my favorite bit from a technical point of view but then I guess the end goal for this whole mascot game is to create characters that make people smile so I love I love receiving photos and stories of our characters once you know once they've gone out to to the client which is really nice or to see them out there on park or entertaining people so I guess that's the reward at the end, and I really love the technical bit of producing it. <laughs> yeah. And do you have any mascots that inspire you? <laughs> mm, again, um, it's probably more from like a technical point of view rather than a, a persona of a character. But I like, I really like costumes that push the boundaries again, like with with shape and scale and size. But 
animatronic features as well. That's that's not something we do just yet, but we're looking into it. But um, yeah, stuff like that. I went to Disney World and um, Florida on a work trip a few years ago. Um, spent a couple of days on the parks just looking at all of the suits and the the blinking and singing Mickey heads. They're just amazing. So I guess that that sort of boundary pushing kind of mascot design is what inspires me. Yeah, I think Disney is amazing for their character design and and their suits. Well, mm. not just Disney. I think it's Universal. So I was reading uh, Wolves Can't Fly. It's by Dan Mears and currently is. And he's been Casey Wolf for the Kansas City Chiefs for I think oh, yeah. 27 years. And so he was talking wow. about the other costumes that he was in. And he said they asked him to be Shrek. And in Shrek, uh, because of the animatonic eyes, I guess you said, uh, I'm not yeah, sure yeah, animatronic, yeah, animatronic. <laughs> he can't see out of the costume. He has a screen. And, oh, wow. Like, yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like that blew my mind. And he said it was just the most expensive. He knew that it was the most expensive costume that he had ever been in because <laughs> of all the technology. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought I know, that was I crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? I've um yeah, I'm looking at making a two person polar bear at the moment. So, you know, like a pantomime horse, you have one person in the front, that's the two front legs in the back. We're doing the polar bear like that, but both wearers will be bent over because it's quite a low animal. But yeah, I saw some videos of a bear that someone had done with, with the screen inside because your vision is so limited. Unfortunately, we don't have the budget for that. <laughs> so I've got to figure out how, how to see out of this tiny little polar bear whilst on stage <laughs> with two people in a costume. Those are the challenges that I love. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You got to send yeah. me pictures of when that's done or like something. Absolutely. Yeah, I was thinking I should send you over a few shots of my, my favorites and some work in progress of what we're doing. Yeah, it's could. a busy, busy workroom, I've got to say. We have so much going through, but it's it's really rewarding and really fun. Yeah, I will definitely post that if you let me. <laughs> if you say Cool, that yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to show <laughs> off all that stuff. And so any shout outs, any plugs for your company? Where can we find you? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, shout out, um, first of all, to all the mascot wearers out there. Um, that's that's who we make this stuff for. So yeah, big ups to all the crazy people that wear our creations <laughs> and bring them to life. And you can find us at www.costumeswithcharacter.com and on Facebook too. So come by and say hi to us on Facebook. Awesome. And cool. I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Um, I was I was super excited about this episode. I just wanted to get just an insider view. I know it's it's a lot I know and you don't want to give away all of your secrets but just to <laughs> hear a few things and to get that like <laughs> oh, oh no yeah thank you very much no it's really nice to speak to you too and I hope we get to do so again but yeah there's uh I hope that was a nice little insight into the world of of making mascots <laughs> yes <laughs> awesome thank you and that was it for episode number 26 wow 26, almost to 30, you guys. I'm hoping it gets 30. I have two interviews scheduled this 
this week and and that'll make 30. And I mean, I'll still take any interviews. If you want to do an interview, it's contact at mascotdiaries.com. But honestly, I've sent out so much mail and I've contacted a few people and I got nothing, <laughs> nothing. No one wants to do an interview. So and it's okay. I mean, uh, I think 30 is a good number and that'll keep us going until July. And I still have a couple best ofs that I want to put out afterwards. So I mean, I'm here if you guys ever wanted to do an interview. Uh, but anyways, I was really excited about this episode. Uh, yeah, I know there's no magic sewing gun. I was really disappointed. I was like, how do you get in those little tight spaces without a sewing gun? <laughs> um, but yeah, and in case you're wondering, 900 pounds is about $1,150. So there you go. Just some updates. I'm really excited about a meeting that I have tomorrow and it involves the local community mascot. So we'll see. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see what information I get, what role I'll play in <laughs> helping that person out and, and well, that college and getting their mascot program off the ground. I don't know. I don't, it's not much, you guys. It's it's a big deal to me, but really it's not a big deal at all. But I'm excited. So I also have a friend who's a principal who just purchased a mascot. So I was really excited. And I was like, oh my God, if you need anyone to be the mascot, like after four, like I'll go down there. I know she has this big festival in October, I think. Yeah, some like fall festivals. So hopefully I can get to do that. So that was really cool. I was excited to do that. And she was like, yeah, for sure. I will definitely call you. And I went to Cosmo's birthday party on Saturday, this past Saturday. And it was super fun. He seemed to have a lot of fun. I don't know, the fans are really excited to meet all the mascots and he got a couple big birthday cards and you could sign this whole big birthday card. Cosmo's favorite things are tacos and soccer. So he had this giant card that had a soccer ball on it. I couldn't really read it from far away. I signed it, but it was open. So I wasn't like, I didn't want to like touch anything while I was over there. So anyways, Chuck was there. Chuck is an amazing dancer, you guys. I love Chuck. Suavemente came on and he was like, it was like, suavemente, something. And then it was like, suave, dun, 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 dun. and he was like dancing really good. And that was a horrible, re <laughs> that's a horrible rendition of that song, but it's okay. <laughs> if you know that song, you could picture it in your head. So it was amazing. I was really sad that Kingston got hurt. Like, oh man, Cosmo took him out. I posted that video on Twitter and he just didn't get up after that. I mean, he walked off, but it looked like he was limping. So Kingston, if you're listening, I hope you feel better. You're probably not. I don't know. I get a lot of downloads in California. Like, it's amazing how many downloads I get. And I have no idea who they are. I would like to think Kingston listens because he like he points to my ring or yeah, whenever I see him. Bailey was there being the sassy lion that he is. Oh, it's so funny because him and Cosmo have these noisemakers, like these really big wooden like noisemakers. And you'll, they I don't even know how to describe it. I'll post a picture. I I have a video. I just ugh. I forgot my phone. I didn't get a video of Chuck doing the Suavemente song because it wasn't my phone. I borrowed someone else's phone to like record everything. And so I was really slow on how to work it. And oh, it was just like so horrible. But I still got my pictures and I still got some videos. And so, yeah, you'll see the nose, the noisemaker. I'll post I'll post that. I can't talk today. I can't. When can I ever talk, man? Anyway. <laughs> And Bailey broke it. It was so fun. I was like, oh, dude, he broke it. And then Cosmo got all mad at him. But it was funny just to see all the interactions. And Cosmom was there. Bailey got, I'll post this video as well. Like throughout the week, I'll try and spit him out. Um, Yeah, <laughs> Bailey brought, a, I guess, Cosmom. <laughs> Cosmo's mom for his birthday. And she jumped out of a cage. It was really weird. But... <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I snapped a picture with Kazmom because she only comes out on Mother's Day if there's a game. I think she's only been there once. So yeah, it was pretty funny to see that. And I don't know, it was good times, it was good times. And yeah, just shout out to everyone who was there. I, oh man, I, shout out to Kingston, okay? Because Ontario is really far. Like if, if the actual like person who is Kingston like lives in Ontario, and drives all the way down to freaking StubHub, which is Carson, California. It's a long drive for the night, I guess. Like, and I don't know if they get a hotel, like, to like go through all that and be exhausted and drive all the way back. It's in traffic. It, it could possibly be a two hour drive. So shout out to Kingston and he got hurt. So I feel so bad. I felt so bad. And <laughs> shout out to Chuck because he really is an amazing performer. He was up standing on the rails. He was jumping the fence and it was this chain link fence, you guys. So he was doing his flips and he was dancing. Like Chuck really is a great mascot. And if I were a mascot, I would be one of those like big bellied mascots who's like trying so hard to get over the fence. I would not be hopping on to the fence and then jumping down. I would be it would be this whole big old scene where I'm like one foot over and stuck and hanging on and trying to like push myself over to the other side. So hopefully you guys can picture that. <laughs> Anyways, I think I've talked enough. So Thank you guys for listening. Follow me on Mascot Diaries on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I have a few mascot birthdays coming up, so brace yourself. <laughs> the posts are coming. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check out that. Yeah, take care and thank you for listening. Bye.